back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. I'm Bobby Howe. And I'm Alex Gehring. Bobby, how are you? I'm fabulous. How are you? I'm doing just fine. You had a big day yesterday. It was okay. We should talk about your big day just a little bit. Well, it wasn't technically my big day. Why? I just Let's got to be a part a of a big day. Right, right. So why was it a big I day? I got to... Well, it, got, it was a big day for me personally because I got to pretend to be NAR president and past Kansas City Real Talk podcast ho- or guest, Vince Malta. So the role that I participated in yesterday's event was supposed to be Vince, but because of the NAR travel ban, it got to be Bobby. So what happened yesterday, and you can still go out and see it because it's at Union Station until August 14th, it was the grand opening, and we're also calling it sneak peek because it wasn't quite done at the time we were doing it yesterday. That's a whole story in and of itself, um, is the Battle Home Exhibit. And it is an exhibit put on by the National Association of Realtors um, in conjunction with our ad agency, Havas Chicago. And it is to honor Mark Solomon and vet- also past Kansas City Real Talk guest, uh, to honor the uh, NAR Good Neighbor Award winner that he won for the uh, charity he co-founded, Veterans Community Project. So it was a really, really cool day. People got to walk around, see the, it's a, it's, it's a replica tiny house. It's the exact same square footage as one of their tiny homes in the village at 89th and Troost at 240 square feet. Uh, the, there are uh, the outside walls, uh, they're painted white, but they're sleeping bags to represent homeless veterans. And there's 12 QR codes around the outside of the house that you can scan with your phone and hear a different story of a homeless veteran and how being a part of the village has changed their life. Uh, I guess there's 11 of those stories. There's one story that's Mark's story. Um, He says that's the best one, but you know, it's Mark, so take it for what it's worth. Uh, And there's a whole, there's a whole bunch of stuff on the inside that they were still working on finishing uh, yesterday and getting all of that done. Um, but it's really, really cool. Um, at any given day, oh, I'm going to get the number wrong, but it's something real close. It's something like 37,548 homeless veterans in our country sleeping basically in the streets on any given night. And that, that's a big number that's prominent throughout the, the exhibit so that you understand how big the problem is with uh, veteran homelessness. That's crazy. It That's is crazy. And well, it's so, pretty awesome. So, so then this is through this NAR is helping put this exhibit together yes. because of Mark's Good Neighbor Award, correct? Yeah. So this was this uh, past year was the 20th anniversary of the Good Neighbor Award winners, and so they decided to do something really cool. And all the top five award winners, they're doing a traveling exhibit for them. Uh, this particular one we were supposed to do, I believe, back in. April, I would think it was when I was supposed to initially open up, but because of COVID, they had to push it off. And we kept pushing it off and pushing it off. Well, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, Mark is being deployed um, to continue his service with the Navy on 9-11. So NAR had to go ahead and do the exhibit. Otherwise, Mark's not here to be a part of it. So uh, that's so it's, it's an NAR thing, but it's, you know, it's going to travel around the country and be in different areas. It's really really cool also awesome 
So I was, I got to MC, I got to be up on stage and talk and do all that kind of stuff. Mark got to get up on stage and talk because, well, you can't have an event with Mark without him talking. It's fine. That was our running joke yesterday was how much Mark likes to talk about himself. But then we also had Mayor Quentin Lucas stop by and he gave a few remarks and that was really lovely. And we all got to take masked selfies with Mayor Lucas. So that was fun too. Well, that's awesome. And you guys did a great job and we're really proud of Mark. That's, that's, that's pretty awesome stuff. And uh, so should we talk just briefly about what's going on in Denver then as well? So yeah, so, but I, I do want to mention, so if there's anybody out there that's listening right now that's like, hey, why was this event going on at Union Station yesterday and I didn't know about it? Social distancing, that's the reason why. Uh, we were limited to no more than 100 people. And I think at the very end, they cut it down to just 50 people. So because our space inside Union Square was so small to cordon us off and do all of that. So what we're doing today on the podcast is we're replaying you all of the audio from the event. So you can hear me flub up my words. You can hear Mayor Lucas. You can hear Mark talk about himself as he likes to do um, and all that kind of cool stuff. Well, that'll be good. So we don't, we don't need to get into the weeds about Denver because you're right. Everybody's going to hear that anyway. Everybody's going to hear all about Denver. They're going to hear all the cool stuff because that's part of my remarks. So if you're paying attention to me, you'll know all about what's going on. VCP out in Denver, which is their you know, latest expansion. But I, I do think it's important that we talk about the fact that VCP is funded entirely by donations. VCP made that decision very early on so that they didn't have to meet the government's criteria on what a veteran is. Uh, the government's definition is very, very strong and you have to have done a lot of things to get any veteran services in this country. Mark and his co-founders wanted to be able to help any veteran that took the oath, even if they AWOL the next day, they want to help any, anybody that took that oath they consider to be a veteran. So they are funded entirely by no donations. So if you'd like to donate or learn more about the organization, you can visit veteranscommunityproject.org. Also, you can go to, I should have looked this up before you started, but I believe it's thebattlehome.com is the website you can go and you can see this battle home exhibit that's at Union Station and they have all, you can view the videos of all the veterans they have there and you can see all the really cool stuff. I'm gonna type this out as we're doing this. Oh, I'm I didn't type it right. It is, is it's right? thebattlehome.com. Yep, there it is. And I'm gonna click off this before it starts playing and then there's music playing in the background. <laughs> Because guys, you don't know this, but we're still doing these via Zoom. So we're not back in studio yet. So we all have to be very careful how we do these things. Well, Bobby, so just because this is a special episode doesn't mean that we're getting so far out of our routine that we don't have one of the most important parts of Kansas City Real Talk. Yep, are you gonna sing it? Uh how's it go? <laughs> I'm trying to do 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 Bobby's book bit. Casey, so here's the deal. I'm going to be real and honest with you because that's what we do in real talk is we talk real. Yes, that's accurate. Um, I couldn't do that again if I tried. I'm in the middle of two very, very thick books right now that will be a part of future book bits, but I ain't done with them yet. Um, oh, I did get my, uh, some of my best friends are black. I did get the full copy of that and I have 
now officially finished that book. I did get all the last 32 pages or whatever it was I was missing. I did get those pages and I finished it. Good. And it's just as excellent as I thought it was. Um, but I'm currently reading The People's History of the United States, which is an amazing book by Howard Zinn. Thank and then I'm also reading a book by, I'm going to say her name wrong, probably Gina Colada. And it's called Flu. And it's about the 1918 um, flu pandemic. Uh -huh. And the search for the cure and everything that was going on then, because there's a lot of relatable stuff to that, to what's going on in our world today. So huh. I, I will have those, hopefully, by the next time we record a podcast, I'll have both those books finished. They're just, they're very dense. And it just, it, yeah. it's, it's not as quick as reading a Janet Ivanovich novel. Just saying. I haven't read Flu, but Howard Zinn's People's History is, it's a good book. Yeah. It's a I'm, good book. It is. It's excellent. Um, it's a controversial book. Yes, it is. But along with, along with talking real, we yeah. don't stray from controversy. No, um, we don't. We, we just walk right on into it. So what I've done for today's book bit is a book that I read a long time ago. And when I was reviewing the books I've done in my book bit, I was shocked that we've not discussed this one. So today's book bit, it's a Stephen Covey book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I was, I was like, how have we not done that book? So if you've been living under a rock and you've not heard of Stephen, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, it teaches you both personal and professional effectiveness by changing your view of how the world works and giving you seven habits, which if adopted well, will lead to immense success. I've had over the last 24 hours, I've had to really work on enunciating words. So I'm working really hard right now to enunciate my words. Immense um, success. Yeah. Well, I had to call, what was the, the part of my speech yesterday was this immersive exhibit is inspired by, and I was like, Ooh, those are some words that could get caught, you know, tongue tied real easily. All right. So my quote, cause I always like to do a quote. The main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. So stay effective. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. It's almost it's like a song lyric or something, okay? Now, I'm not gonna give you what the seven things are. You've gotta read the book, but I'm gonna give you three of them. See how that is? I'm giving you less than half, just enough to pull you in, but not all of it. So the first one I wanna talk about from the seven habits is do the funeral test. This is called Beginning with the End in Mind. Stephen Covey uh, issues a warning that plowing away and getting a massive amount of tasks done in a short amount of time is only useful if it's going in the right direction. It's kind of like climbing all the way to the top of the ladder and then realizing you didn't put the ladder in the right place. It didn't do you any good to climb the ladder at all. It doesn't do you a lot of good to get a lot of tasks done if those tasks aren't getting you to where you want to go. So to do the funeral test, you need to ask yourself three things. What do I want people to say about me at my funeral? Number two, at what sort of person do I want to be remembered as? And the third part, for what do I want to be remembered as? What sort of person and what things do you want to be remembered at? And then look to see if your activities that you're doing in your daily life support those things. If not, we're going to move on to the second thing which is learn how to say no. I feel like that's something I say when I do these book bits an awful lot, but yet I think we all still need to learn a little bit better how to say no. You'll, 
from the book, it talks about, you'll often find the important things aren't urgent and vice versa, that the urgent things aren't important. How often are we putting out fires of things that really don't matter? All the time. All the time. And the third thing from this book is to practice active listening. I know this is something I fall into all the time, but there's a three-pronged approach to communication. The first one's the one I get in trouble for a lot. When you're listening, listen to understand the person you're listening to, not to give advice or response. I can't tell you how often when someone's talking to me, my brain's already thinking about how I'm going to respond and what I'm going to say, and I'm missing their main point. The second uh, pronged approach is, and I teach this to agents all the time when they're going on buyer and seller appointments, make sure you understand what they're saying by repeating back to them what they've said and mirroring their emotions. Mirroring and matching is what we call it all the time. And you're like, it's important for you to move to Seattle because you want to be with your grandkids. Is that correct? And you just make sure you're understanding what they're saying. And the third part is you help them structure their own thought process. A good coach is determined much more by the quality of his questions than the quality of his answers. And that's, we should always come from curiosity and we should always be asking more questions than we're giving advice or answers to people. Make an effort to listen to understand instead of listening to respond. And that is my book bit. Good book bit. Thank you. Know, you. I haven't actually ever read that book before. Well, now I, you need to, so you know the other four things. That's true. I hear quoted all the time and everybody talks about it. And I always see it in the little section in Barnes and Noble, but mm -hmm. I've, never, I've never read it. I used to see it in the airport when I went in airports. What's an airport? I don't know. So what you have coming up before you right now is the audio from yesterday's grand opening of the Battle Home honoring realtor Mark Solomon and Veterans Community Project. We hope you enjoy. And if you have any additional questions after this episode, feel free to search for the episode that we did with Mark Solomon previously. I don't remember when it was, but you should check it out. Search for Mark Solomon in your podcast app and you'll probably find it. MLS Touch is a brand new app coming to Heartland MLS on July 13th. It's free to all HMLS subscribers with absolutely no upselling or all the spammy emails that we like to get. It's deeply integrated within Matrix and there's a whole lot of features. Alex, tell us about the features. The new features include search tools, you've got listing and showing details, property history right at your fingertips 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 oh my gosh i love it also we're gonna keep going we're gonna keep that in there uh instant comparables available as soon as you click on a listing one of my favorite things uh is that we are going to be able to do at edit on this app so you're actually going to be able to change uh statuses on your listings within the app so that's going to be great your supplements are going to be there it's still going to have the same showing time integration that we already enjoy. There's a client collaboration piece of it. You can brand your own app. There are hot sheets that you can build into it. Market stats and your realist tax data all in one app. Can you believe it? It's all there. It's all there. This is what we've always wanted, Bobby. And MLS always. is providing it to us. Heartland MLS is providing it to us. That's right, they are. And that's MLS Touch coming out July 13th. 
I am Bobby Howe, the 2020 president of the Kansas City Regional Association of Realtors. Yay! On behalf of our entire realtor family, the Kansas City Association, the Missouri Realtors, and the National Association of Realtors, welcome to the sneak peek of the Battle Home. The title of this immersive exhibit is inspired by the sad reality that too many veterans, after serving our country, face a battle of homelessness in the very country they took an oath to protect. This exhibit also honors realtor Mark Solomon, who in 2019 won NAR's Good Neighbor Award. This annual award recognizes realtors, members of the National Association of Realtors, who make an impact in their communities through their volunteering efforts. The 200 Good Neighbor Award winners that NAR has honored since 2000 have volunteered millions of hours in their communities, and they have raised hundreds of millions of dollars for the charities that are so very near and dear to their hearts. As a matter of fact, we have another award winner, Good Neighbor Award winner, here with us today, Mr. Craig Conant, who was honored in 2001. And as an added bonus, it is Craig's birthday today. So <laughs> when you see him, wish him a very, very happy birthday. So now for the reason we're here, it's to talk about Mark, because he really likes that, if you know Mark at all. Mark, as many of you know, co-founded Veterans Community Project, which is working to end veteran homelessness around the entire country. Mark is extraordinary, which is why he was selected to win a national award. But what isn't extraordinary is the concept of realtors volunteering in their communities every single day nationwide. In fact, 72% of realtors volunteer in their communities, which is double the rate of the general population. Now that is extraordinary. As many of you know, VCP started as an idea on a napkin. Five combat veterans with a will to make a change decided to do exactly that, make change. You likely know about VCP's impact to veterans. However, what you may not know is that it's had a much wider impact on the community as a whole. The property that VCP's tiny village of home resides on was purchased from the city of Kansas City, Missouri for only $500. It recently appraised at almost $1.5 million. Let's think about that for a second. Veterans Community Project moved homeless veterans to a piece of land to take care of them, and it actually increased the value of that property and not only that, increase the value of the properties in the area. That certainly turns the idea of not in my backyard on its head. As VCP continues its expansion into Colorado, that innovation continues. The VCP village, located just outside Denver, will feature 26 of their tiny homes. However, this time it will be part of a brand new subdivision of homes featuring single family homes, condos, and townhomes. The overall subdivision will feature properties that sell from the upper $200,000 price range to $900,000 with views of the mountains. 
and there will be homeless veterans living in their tiny homes right next to $900,000 homes. This is the only housing development of its kind in the entire country. Again, VCP is innovating and changing the narrative around veteran homelessness. As a realtor, I love seeing the embodiment of why we do what we do come to life before our very eyes. You will hear more from Mark in a few minutes. Trust me, as we all know, he likes to talk about himself. But first, our next speaker is someone who's played an integral role in bringing VCP to life, both through his work on the city council and as the mayor. We are so grateful for his leadership and for taking time out of his extremely busy schedule to be with us here today. It's my pleasure to introduce Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas. All right. Well, it is, it's so amazing to see people, and unlike all the Zoom calls, to see that you're not wearing shorts or anything like that. We're all professionally dressed today. Um, it's so exciting. I, I am really excited. This is probably the first public event I've done in a while. Um, which tells you something about my connection to the Veterans Community Project. But let me tell you how I actually came to this issue years ago. While I've had family that served, like too many people, I went on and was living my life. And I remember some years ago, I had an internship at a big fancy law firm in Boston, Massachusetts. And I was going to the office, skyscraper beautiful, and in a building right next door was the New England Center for Disabled Veterans. And I would see that center that was between a subway and a Dunkin' Donuts. And it looked like it had no features, no real help. It was almost a forgotten spot in downtown Boston. And I thought, how could we? How, when you're in the middle of so much commerce, so much success, how could we treat our veterans like that? How can we have that be the center for an entire region's treatment of so many people who've given so much to our country? And so then fast forward a few years. I'm elected to the city council. I have some outstanding colleagues like Councilwoman Teresa Lohr and others who tell me, well, get to know about this veterans community project and tiny houses. And back then, I was kind of like, who wants to live in a tiny house? The whole world is getting a big houses. And they taught me something, frankly, about housing, about homelessness, about our veterans, about all people, really. Because if you think that this is just about veterans, you're missing the impact that Veterans Community Project is having on the whole homelessness and housing security conversation in Kansas City, in Colorado, throughout the country. And another thing that has amazed me is how many services they provide. This is beyond just putting someone in a tiny home. This is beyond just helping someone for a short while. It's really about building communities. And it's why I am so excited to be a part of this moment, even if briefly, with so many of you in the realtor community. I've gotten to know KCRAR fairly well over the years, our Missouri Association of Realtors, the National Association of Realtors. Unlike almost every other business segment in our city and in our country, you put roots down. You care. Your story isn't one of business incentives that allow you to jump from one side to another or laying off a bunch of people and going one place to another. You invest in the future of Kansas City, and you invest fundamentally in everyone who's here. 
not just the people who may be in a property that you know or that you're talking about or selling, but the people down the street. The people who in Kansas City are now advantaged by the fact that a $500 parcel on our tax books is $1.5 million. The people that are saying we want to enhance our neighborhoods on the Troost Corridor and in South Kansas City. And frankly, the many people like our veterans who are saying we're looking for quality housing opportunities in our communities. Once we're ready to leave the tiny homes village, once we're ready to go to that next step, they have somewhere affordable, safe, on transit, somewhere great to live and somewhere great to call home. So, you know, this time, and I'm, I'm just going to go extemporaneous for a while, we are not spending a lot of time right now in our country talking about positive things. And that's the nature of, of what we're dealing with. Whether it be pandemics or, or centuries-old issues, um, we don't get to actually talk about folks who, you know, whatever the challenge is, are figuring things out. And so that's why it's actually great to celebrate veterans like Mark. Because if you go to visit the Veterans Community Project or talk to any of these gentlemen, they help people of all races, of all backgrounds, from all communities, people that grew up with money, people who grew up with none, people that are in a good position in life right now, some folks who are having trouble. Republicans, Democrats, left, right, some who are anarchists, some who believe in law and order till the cows come home. And frankly, they're a model for all of us to remember that what we're really doing each day is trying to build better communities for people. We're trying to build more opportunities for people. We understand that the real way to help somebody isn't necessarily just having a small New England Center for Disabled Veterans, but having a village that empowers them and lets them and creates an opportunity for them to empower so many others. So to the Veterans Community Project, I say thank you so much. To Mark, I say thank you so much. Talking just before, he talked about how he's going back on another year-long deployment here soon, which when you think about that, you think about the commitment of so many folks. And just as it's a slightly unstable time in our country, it is in other parts of the world. And we never stop thinking about the commitment and the sacrifice that you all are making. Another thing that I love about these gentlemen is that they help people even in active duty too. And I'll let you all know that I have a knucklehead nephew who's a Marine, and uh, as soon as they let them off base for COVID, I'm going to make them talk to you all so you can at least try to get them slightly in line. He's still new, so he's got that arrogance and every woman around he thinks is in love with him. But that's, that'll be the case probably the rest of his life. But back to our, our message here. I hope you get a chance, and I, I thank you all for being involved, but I hope you get a chance to see not only the houses and the village, but the stories of the people that are being helped. It's these everyday people that help us build not only better stories for veterans who are dealing with homelessness, but for communities broadly that are dealing with homelessness and our entire city of Kansas City. And it's with all of you that I get so elated to know that no matter what the challenge is right now, and I don't even watch cable news anymore, so I try not to even catch any of them, but no matter what the challenges are, they're being fixed every day at the Veterans Community Project right here in Kansas City. And that this project, and frankly, that these people are a model for so many more of what we can do right in America. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, VCP. Thank you, all of you from the Realtors business, because we need your support as well as we talk about the future of our communities. 
Thank you. God bless you. And everybody stay safe. Thank you. Thank you, Mayor Lucas. It certainly is an honor to have had you here with us today. We appreciate you making time. So let's talk about Mark. It's his favorite thing to do. Mark is so much more than just the co-founder of Veterans Community Project, which in and of itself could be enough for an entire lifetime. Mark is a combat veteran who still serves with the Naval Reserves. Mark has been a realtor for 15 years He's a complete Star Trek nerd, and he's one of my very best friends. Mark has always had a caring heart. He embodies the saying, be the change you want to see in the world. He lifts people up through education and mentorship. And whether that education be about buying or selling a home, starting a nonprofit, having a positive attitude every day of your life, Mark loves to talk and tell you what he thinks about everything. Whether you want to hear it or not, he loves to educate you, especially if it's on politics. If you're a Facebook friend, you know what I'm talking about. Mark is a leader in everything that he does, and he does not mind the spotlight either. But as amazing as Mark is, he would not be standing before you today if it were not for the incredible love, support, and patience, and especially patience, of his beautiful wife, Chastity, and their two amazing boys, Jack and Nicholas. You can bow again. You deserve it. Mark will be deploying soon to continue his service with the Navy. I ask that you please keep him and his family in your thoughts and prayers. We are so incredibly grateful that they could all be with us here today. Please help me welcome Mark to the stage. Good afternoon. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. Uh, really quick, uh, the mayor's going to have to go, so we're going to take a quick selfie, if you don't mind. Um, before that, I want to tell a little story, because those of you who know me, you're thinking, how does that guy end up on a stage with that guy, right? So let me just tell you, it takes hard work and tenacity. Schedules are busy and all that kind of stuff. And after lots and lots and lots of phone calls, I mean, this shy of a restraining order, I finally agreed to let the mayor come on stage with me. So you're welcome, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. That guy will not give up. He's a dynamo. So if you give us just one second, we'll do a quick selfie so we can get on his way. All right, everybody. Thanks for humoring me. I appreciate that. As a political guy, obviously, you've got to take the selfie when you can get it, right? So 37,828, that is the average number of veterans who are sleeping on the streets any given night in the United States. 37,828 people who took an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, they took this oath freely and they were willing, if necessary, to give up their lives to defend the Constitution. And 37,828 of them are sleeping on the streets. Men, women, peacetime vets, wartime veterans, those who served for a short time, 
those who made a career out of serving their nation. 37,828 of them are on the streets. 40% of those veterans live in places that are not suitable for human occupation. So what happens when you get a group of veterans together and you tell them that there's an issue that needs solved? Well, basically, the Navy guy steps up with the great ideas. And then you get the Marine Corps and the Army guys to actually go execute on stuff. Okay? So when you get a, a group of veterans together and you tell them there's a problem to solve, they basically solve it. I am proud to have been a part of starting Veterans Community Project and those who stepped up to solve a problem. This organization's Veterans Community Project, VCP, our whole goal was basically to say yes to vets. If a vet needs something, the answer should be yes. VCP does not take any federal dollars. We did this on purpose so that we can help a veteran regardless of their discharge status. Whether it was five minutes or 35 years, we'll help them. We can only help because of the support of folks like the mayor, the city council, people like Teresa Lohr, folks like you in this audience, companies. That's how we make a difference, is people getting involved in their community. While it is inexcusable that 35,828 of my brothers and sisters don't have a roof to sleep on it, under at night, it is not insurmountable. As a matter of fact, there are some other numbers I want to tell you about. VCP numbers. VCP has been able to work with our partners at Cerner and provide 45,000 meals from April to May of this last year, this year, sorry, to help support general homeless and vulnerable populations as part of the city's COVID response. 45,000 meals in a month. In 2019, we handed out over 5,592 meal kits. We increased the percentage of veterans who secured income stability staying with us from 36% when they came to 93% of veterans have stable income. And we have successfully transitioned 73% of our, res our residents from homelessness to permanent housing. So of all of these numbers, the number one is my favorite. And the reason for that is that it's actually the power of each of the veterans that stay with us. One veteran makes a big difference. And I'm going to tell you a little story about my friend Karen. Karen was one of our first 13 veterans that stayed with us in our first 13 houses when we had them built. She served in the Coast Guard back in the 1970s. She was in a bad marriage, and after her kids grew up, she divorced her husband and ended up homeless after losing her house. She slept in her car, she slept in hotels, basically any place that she could find that was safe. When she joined us, she was convinced that this was just another program that was not going to work. She didn't even unpack her bags, her things, for the first three months that she stayed with us. She finally unpacked when Karen realized that people were looking to her as an example. Karen's a natural leader. And this started to come off as she was living in the village. The other veterans were just looking at her. And so she decided she was going to step up. As she started to unpack, so did the other veterans. As she started to participate, so did the other veterans. As she started to succeed, so did the other veterans. After about 16 months, when there were moving boxes outside, the other veterans noticed, and Karen left our village. 
The neat thing about what Karen did was, as a leader, she went from living in her car to living in one of our transitional tiny houses to 16 months later, she is now a Habitat for Humanity homeowner. She went from homelessness to home ownership. So as a leader, she's shown that her actions by hard work and dedication pay off. And VCP was able to impact her life, and I, I told her this, is that she impacted us as well. She helped us change the program, adjust things, and she made a difference in our lives just as much as we were able to help her. The Battle Home installation behind me uh, brings to life these sensitive issues facing uh, homeless veterans using bricks on the, either side, constructed from fabric that is representative, representative of the veteran homeless experience with sleeping bags. There are QR codes on the sides of these bricks as well, and you will be able to experience what it's like to, uh, ex to hear a veteran's story. So you just scan the QR code and it'll tell you a veteran's story. There's 11 different stories. There's even a QR code for my story. Uh, although not homeless, it's an awesome story. You should probably start with that one. It's on this side right over here. I may have seen it. Uh, you also have uh, flyers as well that uh, if you want to stay socially distanced, you can use those flyers. If you don't have one on you at this table back here, they have some and they'll hand you one of those flyers and you can scan those as well. Inside the home, you'll find a uh, shortly, uh, they're still working on the installation, you'll find some chevron patterned lights that represent the tens of thousands of veterans that we've talked about that are sleeping on the streets every night. The battle home itself has a footprint that is very similar to our tiny houses in our veterans village here in Kansas City, in our soon-to-be veterans village in Colorado. The battle home represents the positive impact that Veterans, or Veterans Community Project is making to our community, and none of that would be possible if it weren't for the Veterans Community founders and its staff and its volunteers. These people work hard every single day to impact people's lives, and for a moment, if you would, please a big round of applause for those folks, and they are all around here. They helped build the battle home so uh, in, in many ways, so we appreciate the hard work. Uh, also, the folks at Havas Chicago and the National Association of Realtors whose brainchild this was and helped create this exhibit, we appreciate their, their hard work as well. The battle home is really neat because it also gets to live beyond its showcase here at Union Station. Uh, this exhibit will be here until August 14th. After that, uh, it's going to be traveling around the country to help us raise awareness around the mission that we have and veteran homelessness in general, also helping us raise funds. So I want to thank the mayor. I want to also thank Bobby, uh, one of my best friends, and I appreciate her emceeing this event. Uh, and thank you to all of you who've come out. We really appreciate you uh, and witnessing the debut of this exhibit. And working with the community, I promise Veterans Community Project will continue their mission to make an impact on those 37,828 veterans that are sleeping on the streets every night, one veteran at a time. Thank you very much.